0: Hey ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in to the God Guns and Family podcast with Nate and Mike. And today we have a special guest, Amanda, Nate's lovely, beautiful wife, as he also says in every podcast that he mentions her. Today we're going to be talking about grief, um, how normal it is to, to deal with um, a loss of someone. Um, you know, we all have to deal with that from time to time throughout our lives and um, it's okay. And we're going to talk about it a little bit this week. And then we're also going to hit it again next week uh, with a little bit more in-detail conversation. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Thanks. In progress you have
1: it. to recording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She did
0: it. She did it. Yay. Very good. Very good. So have you listened to the Jesus and Jiu Jitsu podcast at all?
2: I listened to like one of the episodes one morning. Um, pretty
0: dope little podcast. Hey. Nice. Dude, so I had to go to a feed store to get this. A feed store? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. the feed store, there's it's the closest place that sells it. Because it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a, not many, nobody carries it. I don't, I don't even, I mean, I, I would assume that QT in Phoenix would carry it. I haven't I seen Jocko do, actually. there. No. Nope. I need to go look though.
1: I haven't seen that.
0: Yeah. So it's At um, least not over here and it's really good. And it doesn't have like that fake sugary taste. Yeah. From the aspartame.
2: Aspartame. Is that uh Spanish for aspartame? Yeah, dude, uh, bro, I love it, dude. Your Spanish is on point, dude. I know,
0: dude. I I sprekenzi Spanish, which is German for "I speak Spanish." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's something.
0: <laughs> it is something. You're, bi- you're trilingual, bro. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like this. The meat.
2: I like. The meat I like that a lot. people
0: smoke a lot. The
2: trilingual. The tri-tip. Oh yeah, the trilingual. Yeah.
0: Tri-tip, trilingual, <laughs> Got it. Ooh, the watermelon's pretty good. Kind of. have this kind of. His I, face is yeah, not
1: telling us. I had that, that's one. Good.
0: <laughs> so Shannon
2: with Survivors of War is like a wholesaler for Jocko. Oh, nice. And like Origin, so he can like get all that stuff. He gave me one last hunt, and the first one he gave me was delicious. The second one, I can't remember what flavor it was, but the second one was like...
1: Terrible.
2: Yeah, If that was the last one, I would drink it, but I wouldn't like go buy that one.
0: Dude, the one I had so far, because I went and got every flavor.
1: Of course you did.
0: (laughs) And well, so the funny thing is that the feeds, the one feed store I went to is kind of a ways away. There's two that same, same one. One of them, then they were out. The other one is a good eight miles away. So it's like 17 minutes because it's stop signs. It's like the way Gilbert used to be. Yeah. You know, so you got to drive, stop sign, stop sign stop sign um but also in the feed store they have meat for the local beef farm that's like right down the street so yeah. they have like you know the wagyu beef and all like the, the it's a stuff. gas station but they have like tractors there also that's cool and then there's like a barbecue restaurant inside yeah let's i live in the country bro yeah yeah. that's the country that's country style stuff <laughs> that's right there. country so that's some stuff we've seen in tennessee this last couple of weeks i know yeah and they sell ammo and ammunitions dude the ace hardware in the foothills has yeah. ammo now yeah yeah, they've had it for, for a while AR50.
2: i was like dude this is sweet
0: yeah ours sells they, guns
2: most ace hardwares that i've been to on the east coast sell guns yeah that's where i bought my first like little red rider freaking bb gun when i was like 12 was from an ace hardware or from a true value in north carolina
0: Hmm. So yeah. now I
2: want to go back and buy real guns from them because I like them.
0: That's dope. So I was gonna tell you this. I, figured, I I was gonna I didn't tell you this, but um so like in our town, there's a Facebook group, right? It's called Kuna Must Know because we live in Kuna right? So like everyone complains about stuff and
2: yeah, just like our four one one.
0: It is Awa Tukki four one one, basically, but for here. Mm-hmm. So people were apparently complaining about the church sign that they just put up like a month or two ago that it was super bright. Cause it's right on the main road. And so our pastor went on there and he's like, Hey, I set it to dimmer at night. So it yeah. shouldn't be a problem. Well, like when I got back here, I got back here at midnight Thursday. So Friday morning, technically. And at like one 30 ish AM, somebody shot it with a shotgun.
1: No, I have the
0: video on my phone. I'll send it to you. The brand new sign was shot with a shotgun. Yep. Buckshot. And then one of our safety team dudes, um, he saw, cause we saw the truck, obviously it's on video. Yeah. And he thinks he saw the truck in his neighborhood and it's like where Andrew's friends live. So I'm always like right there. Yeah. And, but you can't really tell cause it's had, it's nighttime, yeah. but it looks, I mean, the sus it's suspect and in the video there's, uh, the truck doesn't have a tailgate and this truck didn't have a tailgate and it's kind of Ooh. the same color so Ooh. yeah it's uh it's pretty bugaboo yeah dude that sucks bro i know it didn't <laughs> like get new... the whole thing but uh it's uh it got like there's like you know there's panels yeah but so got like the top two panels and then two or, or like three or four of the bb's ricocheted off the top part that's metal and like you can see them kind of gouge it out i just no. sent you the video so that's that's what I was doing Sunday was I found the wad in the grass. And I was like, hey, they use a shotgun because they thought it was bullets. Right
2: now. No. Oh. oh, shoot. Bro. So the
0: funny part is that the, the road that the church is on, it's on like a main road, 10 mile. And then there's a road that kind of goes east, west. It's Ardell. That truck comes off of that neighborhood across the street. And mm-hmm. then it goes down, and it must have turned around to come back to do it. Dumb. It's like you can't. And I sent it to John, and I was like, "Look at these idiots! Like you can't. Like you, everything is on video these days, dude." Yeah, you,
1: you
2: can't can just go. That. You can't. You <laughs> can't go take po- pop shots at things without being recorded.
0: Yeah, dumb dumbs. So, anyways, so that's that. And uh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, we should.
2: Uh, <laughs> I should go. So I just found out my dad's best friend lives like twenty minutes away from you. No idea. I don't know what direction either.
0: What's the name of the town?
2: Yeah. Escapes me. They're like in Boise though? I don't. It's what's another smaller town. That's not Boise. Because he Um, said he lives outside of Boise, like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes away from
0: so I'm with yeah. there's Caldwell, Meridian, Eagle, Star, Nampa. Meridian.
1: Meridian. Meridian.
0: Yeah. So that's like, so that's like. Right there. Like, it's, it's a fairly, it's like, um, it's kind of like Chandler and Gilbert or Mesa and yeah. whatever. So the lo- like, boundaries oh. to touch each other.
2: Cause he's lived here forever. And like at my dad's services, he flew out. And had said, like, yo, I moved to Idaho. I'm like, oh, crap, my, my buddy lives there. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're at. I told him where you were living. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm like 15 minutes, 20 minutes away. So when you go visit him, give me a call and we'll, like, go get dinner or something.
0: Yeah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And you guys it's a
2: sign, babe. Whatever, we need so. to move to
0: Idaho.
1: Okay, let's not get crazy. It's
2: a sign. <laughs> Is it's a, a sign.
0: It's
1: a sign, guys. Somewhere and I where it.
0: there's green actually because i
1: would not mind that somewhere where there's green because i mean it's not super green big.
0: here it is a high yeah. desert but we live right next to the forest so
1: see
0: she was like falling in love with everywhere green between here and tennessee oh yep
1: like my heart was all the as way soon down as you there.
0: get as soon as you get like what uh middle of oklahoma it starts turning green Yeah. Yeah. same thing. If you look at a map, like a satellite imagery of the United States, same thing with Texas, right in the middle of Texas, it like goes tan green. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I was in Minnesota and man, it's super green there too, you know, but the politics kind of suck. Yeah. Just a little bit. What the heck were you doing in Minnesota for work? I was, yeah, I was there for the enlisted association of the national guard conference. It was in Rochester, Minnesota, which is where the Mayo clinic main oh, mayo right. clinic is at yeah mm-hmm. so apparently there's a and then there was a girl that was working at this restaurant that i ate at and she was she went to desert mountain high school she graduated from oh. asu and she was That's there for medical school which apparently there's a mayo clinic medical school there's one in scottsdale also i didn't know oh, that wow. i didn't know that either so she like put she did i guess she accidentally put rochester minnesota as her first spot but it's kind of sad though because there's a like there's a lot of like cancer patients and stuff yeah so like even the hotel i was in they had like a bunch of wheelchairs in the lobby so and then like i saw a kid he had like a you know an iv in his arm just the saline lock you know yeah so i assume it was for chemo which i mean that's always hard to see so yeah that's kind of puts it
2: uh life back in perspective
0: yeah. Yeah. Like my so, dad,
2: my dad passing away from cancer. It just it's just different seeing a kid with their entire life yeah. being diagnosed with cancers. That right there is that's hard. That's hard.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so the reason why I brought it up um, as a topic is not just because of your situation, but um my buddy, um, his daughter. Um, I don't know the whole entire situation. So I know he's gonna listen to this. So Nick, forgive me. Um, it's not entirely accurate. Maybe it, it's it's going to be fairly cons- consistent in a nutshell, right? So, um, she had a friend from California. They moved to Alabama, I believe, and the football team like did a prank, mm-hmm. and he's the only one. I th- he I think he's the only one that got caught, or he's one of the f- a few that got caught, or whatever. So he got in trouble, and um, my buddy's daughter you know, t- talks to him fairly often, I guess. And he, I, I, one of the, you know, she, he sent her a text and he's like, Hey, you've always been there for me. Um, I'm not gonna say her name cause she's a minor, but, um, yeah. you know, you've always been there for me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, she's like, are you okay? And, um, something like that. And then that kind of was the end of the thing. Like, and, um, turns out that he, uh, head on into a, either a telephone pole or a tree. Wow. So she, wow. they think it was maybe suicide because yeah. of that whole situation. Wow. And so it's just it's kind of it sucks because I always tell them because you know they're you know they're she, he has two girls and they you know they're dealing with girl drama on a regular basis, you know. Not not girl drama but like just high school stuff, normal high school yeah. stuff. And then they get like really upset um from time to time and it's like I'm trying. I try to tell him. It's like, dude, high school is this much of your life. Like, yeah, literally, it's nothing. Yeah, and so I try to explain to him. I'm like, man, you guys have to understand that nothing during this time matters, like, except for school. Like, school is what you need to know. How many friends do you have from high school? Yeah, not many. That you s- consistently talk to.
1: Oh, none.
0: Oh, probably none. <laughs> probably none. Uh, maybe John. That'd be it. John. And John. like, I don't even, I don't even remember how I met John in all honesty. Like, cause he was already booted when I started. <laughs> right. Cause I don't remember. Cause I got there in oh summer of O one. Yeah. Right. And I think he was already booted. For (laughs) his for his stupid thing that he did. Right?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I knew John. I got to know John through my buddy's brother. So Dylan Bradley and Frank Bradley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was hanging out with Dylan all the time. And then John was like a around with Frank. And that's how like we all started like hanging out. Okay. But yeah, I mean, no one from high school, (laughs) not a single person. Yeah, If anyone hears this, I apologize.
0: Yeah, and the only... I mean, John, really, but I didn't even go to high school with him. And then my buddy Henry, who I've known for... Jeez. We're we're getting old now, bro. 2008, it was...
1: You guys are getting so old.
0: So, 25 years I've known him?
1: Yep. Holy cow.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I met him in 98. Holy crap. Yep. So we've been like best friends for 25 years, you know, plus or minus the time when he chose a girl over me. I think you have some more some uh
1: some healing to
0: <laughs> I forgave him a long there. time ago. We talked it out. We talked it out many moons ago. I mean we 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 got it taken care of like while we were still in high school. So it was like a year <laughs> plus or minus plus or minus sixty seven years.
1: Wow. So but it's true. It is just but a a vapor of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's, here, it's gone, and that's just it.
2: Like for real, like the, like you said, like the only thing that matters is school. <laughs> I focus on everything other than school.
0: Yeah, me too. And
2: like it came to bite me in the rear end because yep. now I'm like, oh, what's a GPA? How many collegiate credits have I got? Oh, I passed the history of rock and roll. Hmm, I probably that's should cool. have done less drugs and focus more on school.
0: Yeah
1: probably
2: which is like what you're saying it is everything on a like a social like like whatever the social scales in high school like seem like they're the like they're everything when you're in it Mm -hmm. and as soon as you graduate none of it matters yeah zero
1: well and i think it's important that adults don't forget that though yep because we were there at some point too. I know I can say I was there at some point where I really did feel like the end of the world was happening when X, Y, and Z happened. Um, But I think it's important that we don't forget that. Yeah. But grief is something that touches everybody at some point.
2: Yeah. Kind of like what we're talking about today, just how to deal with loss and grief, really. Um, I just started reading this book that um, was given to me. It's called Good Grief. And it talks about how to handle grief well and mm-hmm. to and to process grief well. Um and one of in the preface of one of like one of the chapters was if you think grief will because of your faith in God excuses you from grief, you're that's not founded scripturally. Right. And it was talking about grief touches every single person whether it's little griefs or big griefs multiple times throughout a life, because that's the way the cookie crumbles. And I feel like taking the time to process through loss and grief correctly is going to benefit you years down the road versus being something you have to deal with years down the road. And there's all these negative side effects of not handling the loss and grief correctly. I mean, that would probably be like the first deterioration with Um, Liam's mom would be not handling a miscarriage correctly and processing grief with someone who knew how to walk through grief.
0: Um you you refer to her in the like third past participle. That's yeah. (laughs) Or whatever.
2: She's Liam's mom, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for highlighting that. I appreciate
0: it. Welcome. I was just like. My yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. was
1: like, wait. Who? Okay. She's like, like oh, this, let me connect right, the. Like, this, I mean, she's like, some, from the Big bane he's like, let me do the
0: organizational chart. Let me. <laughs> oh, there it is.
2: Okay, my ex-wife would be the.
1: Here we go. go. There you go. Would
2: be um. That would be the first major thing is, is allowing grief, to control, how it plays out versus you take the time to control how grief plays out in your life. Um my beautiful wife, she kind of forgot in Texas. And you never don't
0: say that. You never do not say that adjective. Which one? You always say beautiful. Oh not that it's not not that I'm not that it's not (laughs) accurate because it's accurate. I'm just saying like you never don't say thanks guys. You you never don't say that. I mean I can say a whole bunch of other things that I'll turn her bright
1: red. Hey yo
0: Turn her to the tomato. She's already red. She's turning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mater. <laughs> so basically,
2: we were sitting at the Parthenon in Tennessee, in, Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee. And, I, and in you Greece. had text. Yeah, not Greece, in Tennessee. Um, and we were sitting there. And I was like, oh, yeah, Michael talks about like loss. And she's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of that. So then I kind of kindly reminded her this morning, like, Hey, side note, like, and I was like, she's like, Hey, when you're recording, I'm like, Oh, we'll do it tomorrow at three. She's like, Oh, okay. And then she's like, okay. And ask again today, what time you guys record? What time you guys recording? I said, we're recording at three and that's you and me and Mike. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like,
0: Oh my goodness.
2: You said you wanted to be a part of this conversation. She's like, no, I didn't. I said, I described the exact moment. The placement where we were sitting, the part of the Parthenon that we we're sitting on, of which she asked me this. She's like, Yeah, I don't remember that. I'm like, okay, well, let's get to it because this is what's happening. I already told Mike <laughs> this is going on. So she's been over here doing some uh some some study on on grief, but there's stages of grief in which she will talk about here shortly. Um and how grief plays out in each person's life is specifically individualistic to them. There's not, there's like general, like stages of grief, whether mm-hmm. it's five or 10 or seven or whoever, whatever psychologist or psychiat- psychiatrists um, yeah, you're whatever. listening to, there's different stages basically broken up from what, you know, five to ten.
1: 10, depending on who you talk yeah. to, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: but there's no like, copy paste. This is how grief plays out. And you can be in two stages at one time and they overlap on each yeah. other
0: and, and then go back and different- forth and a hundred percent. Yeah.
1: It's not linear.
2: No, it's definitely not a linear progression. It's very, it's very all over the place. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, in my brain, grief is almost like, you know, those like, uh, old school, like crime thrillers when the guys are like trying to piece together all the pieces and there's like red yeah. cord all over. Like yeah, that's yeah. what grief looks like. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause you can bounce between any one of these at any point. I mean, even with me personally, with my dad passing away in um, early July, um, it was really weird, like processing grief immediately, like dealing with the loss, but then having a gap of time where like life is normal and then going back into having to grieve again, it was very weird. I it was like, and I found myself all over the place. I mean, at one point we were in, um, Fedville, Tennessee, and we had picked up something. I don't know why we went a weird random way around like the old, like, um, it would be like a town square but it was like just outside of the town square where like the old mills and things used to be the factory area but my grandparents had a house that was like adjacent near there but i couldn't remember what the address was um cuz i was like telling amanda like this is like my grandfather, I was like two years old and they had like a, a pet duck in the backyard with their chickens and it was snowing outside. And my grandpa's like, Hey, you should go kiss this duck. And I took him literally. And I chased this duck around for like, I don't know, 10 minutes trying to catch this duck and everybody was dying, but I have like a home video of it. And I was like telling her this story and I'm like, Oh man, I need to call my dad and ask where that address was. And then it was like, call my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was immediately like, just like the, Weight of him being gone, like right. you know, I dude, like the second day we were sitting at um Texas Roadhouse and um, the freaking Cody Johnson song, um, Till You Can't comes on. Yep, and dude, I like pushed her out of the booth because I almost lost my shiz, like in the middle of the restaurant. I was like sitting there and I like heard the song and I was like, you know, it's you can always put a rain check in his hand until you can't. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <gasps> and I was like, she, I was like, yeah. And she like looks at me and I said, yeah. And she like gets out real quick and I like push out of the way. And I like burst into tears outside of Texas roadhouse. Um, Grief just looks so different in how you walk through it. And it's never the same. Yep. One loss is going to be different than the next loss. And it even down to, you can grieve losing a job. Or you can grieve losing a supervisor that you've worked with for 10 years for a transfer, or mm-hmm. it, you there's all sorts of grief, and really identifying it, even as a Christian, that grief is an integral part of your spiritual walk and progression. And if you handle grief correctly, it will strengthen your faith, not to like uh, not, there won't be a detriment to your faith through the process of grief when you allow. Grief to you work grief correctly, and yeah. sometimes that requires getting a freaking psychologist, like getting someone to talk to, have a counselor, whoever, pastor. a pastor, wh- whoever you can trust to pour into your life and help you walk through that process. Do, do it. it.
0: Do you okay. think do that you- it's easier for, um like, someone who's Christian to handle grief than it would be for someone who's like, a, let's say, an atheist or something like that? I
2: think it gives a deeper context to, I mean, there's almost like a two-edged sword though. My first thought would be, it's like a paradigm, like in the long run, I feel it would be more beneficial and to be a Christian in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, but also realizing like you, get, like you can tr- get trapped in the, um, in the mindset of like, well, what if this person died and didn't know Jesus? Cause that's a reality too, but mm-hmm from when I mean, we've talked about it on prior episodes, like a person has to the last firing synapse of their brain to make a confession. Look at what happened with the, the robbers on the the, the thieves on the cross. Right. Yeah. It was one was, Oh yeah. You say you're the, you're the son of God. And one was, Hey, rem-, all he said was remember me in paradise. And Jesus says, yeah, come on. I'll see you there. Like that's all it takes. But I feel like a person has, the last firing synapse of their brain the last operate like the last computing processing power of the human brain to confess that jesus is lord so i feel like you are going to see a lot of people who you didn't think made the cut there and you're like oh crap dude you're here bro sweet i'm so glad you're here you know what i mean yeah Um, but as a christian i feel like you understand the that there's your comfort is in jesus in those hard times And you don't have to hold it all together yourself, where you can shed the burden to Jesus, where someone who doesn't know Jesus can't shed the burden. Ooh, that's, here we go.
1: But I would also say that sometimes it could be harder, depending on how you choose to really work through your grief and making the choice to work through your grief. Because I think for some people, especially Christians, it would be more like, why God? You know, for me, um, I lost my dad 12 years ago, June. Um, and early, like early adult life. Um, I didn't get like the father daughter dances at my wedding. My dad was super sick. Couldn't come out when I got married the first time. Um, so like, I was like, really, he was not doing well. And when he passed away for me, I had prayed and prayed several times. God heal him. I believe you can heal him. I believe you can heal him. He had, um, cancerous of the liver. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's what took him out. But um, even in that, in those times where it was like, God, heal him, heal him, heal him. And then seeing like the, degre- like him degress so quickly. And then even it was literally one, it, the day he passed away, I had gone to the bathroom. I'm standing in the stall and I just prayed, God, like either take him or like, let's get out of here. Like whatever it is, like, I just need this to be, this needs to be done. Um, and it was within a few hours he had passed away. Now for me, it was like, well, why God? Why, right. why and you know, you Nate's dad's story, I mean, freaking his dad has like a freaking cat, like mm-hmm. nine lives. Like, why? Why did he choose to allow him to overcome the cancers and all this stuff? And my dad got taken. Like, why? Mm-hmm. So for a Christian, it I think that it really depends on the depth. And the intimacy of your relationship with Christ in order to weather those storms. Um, Because at that point, it was my relationship, I would say was kind of surface with God. um, And it really played a huge um, role, role in my life in a way that it was negative for such a long time. So prayer and believing for things and praying for miracles and all of those have been really hard for me through my Christian life because of seeing all of that. Um, So I don't know. I don't think, I think it just depends on the person and your intimacy level and your connection with Christ and your relationship depth with Christ. That's really going to determine how you're going to deal with the grief in your life, Mm -hmm. because I think it could be both ways. I think it could very well, because then it was years later when I realized that God answered my prayer. My dad is healed. It wasn't how I wanted him to be healed. Yeah. That blew my mind when I finally like that, those like two things connected. It was like, Oh my gosh, you did answer my prayer. It just didn't look like the way I wanted it to look like. Yeah.
0: That's what that when Nate talks about that a lot is it's not, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, there are fairly consistently answered. It's just not like you have to be specific on the yeah. prayer. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you know, Nate he knows. He knows, what he's, he knows what he says. You know what you say, dead.
2: You muscle
0: manos. Sometimes I don't remember
2: what we talk about, honestly. Like, um, but you just say like,
0: a, like that, uh, you know, like, it's like what she was saying, like you hey, heal my dad or whatever. And then, yeah. but do it now, like do it here on this earth. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I you know there was a
2: number of years back where I, had quit like pridefully praying like oh you're gonna heal him right now it's claiming the promise right jesus i through isaiah 53 it says by your stripes we are healed okay it's already happened i'm holding to that promise i'm speaking to your promise now lord let your promise that is inherited in eternity transcend the line of eternity and yeah step that's what you into say our timeline yeah. and really what that is is jesus ultimately this is your call but i am believing through faith that my prayer has already been answered and this body is healed now i'm asking for the healing that's happened in the long run to come to this calendar year in this moment right now right. Um it really is though i mean it wasn't up until I mean, recently, just
1: recently, and I even even through that process, for me, I went and saw a grief counselor after Mm -hmm. my dad had passed away. I saw her probably it was for like, probably six months um, after my dad passed away, where I really was every week seeking a counselor for that, because I was not in a good place um, grieving my dad in that. So I absolutely believe like, if you can't and you don't see yourself doing well in the grief process um see a counselor pastor somebody reach out to someone to be able to connect with you because there's healing in that but you know the bible talks about a lot how a lot of biblical truths where grief is concerned and i think that is um that's key as to how to work Mm -hmm. through that
2: asking for help is not taboo people listening and everywhere need to understand there are trained professionals whose job is to walk you through the hardest moments of your life. Yeah. And the only person that's going to know whether or not you're on the edge of just coming undone, isn't your wife, isn't your kids, isn't your parents. It's, it's you and how close you it. And even if you feel like you're handling and you're weathering a loss fairly well, guess what you could, if you're, you feel like you might need to go see a counselor anyway. There's no shame in that. That's actually sound wisdom. In a multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. That's in Proverbs. When you ask for help and you seek out counsel, that is a wise thing to do. Solomon, the dude, the most the most wise human being to ever be born on this earth, is telling you in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. That's right? King there's David's wisdom. son. Dude, King David's son. I know okay, this. dude, just, that's right. The crazy part of this, though. Okay, King David's Bathsheba was Uriah's wife. They had a, an adulterous relationship. He sent Uriah to the front lines, pulled back the front lines, and essentially murdered this dude. Uriah, her then yeah, but proxy. Husband. Okay, they get pregnant, he, and then. Samuel comes to him and says, Hey, oh, Nathan comes to him and says, Hey,
0: how did Um, you forget that?
2: Yeah. My name dude. (laughs) He says, Hey, (laughs) uh, you're not, you're not going to die for this sin, but your, your son is and King David laid on the floor, fasted and wept for days. And it comes to pass that, that son that was, that was committed out of the adulterous relationship dies the next born between Bathsheba and David is Solomon. So even out of your greatest, darkest moment, God's promise is to birth new life, to birth greatness, because look at who Solomon was, was the next born child out of the darkest moment of King David's life.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Mind-blowing. To realize grief, good grief, And processing grief well can be a catalyst for God to birth things that you never dreamt or imagined or desired will come out of you, allowing God to work this loss through you in a healthy way. Like, it was so freeing realizing with my dad, because there was like, like the last five years, six years were not the 30 prior years, okay? Okay. There was a lot of turmoil, a lot of grief, a lot of fights, a lot of resentment. Um, Five minutes, long story short, my dad blamed my birth on everything negative from his life forward was my birth. Mm. I was the reason why his life fell apart. I found a 13 page document, Times New Roman, size 12 font document on the family computer, blaming me explicitly for everything wrong. And I found it at 13. That was like middle fingers to the sky. If my own dad doesn't want me F this thing, I'm going to do my own life, live how I want, die when I want fast forward, God restored that relationship. But then I realized in the last phone conversation that I have with my dad, that he was a jacked up dude facing his own demons and trying his best to figure out this life, the best way that he knew how. And there was this, such like this relief, this like grace that came over me. Like he was just a dude trying to figure this thing out. And he royally jacked things up along the way, but it was this, this freedom to know that in spite of all that, he deeply cared for us. He deeply cared for me and my brother, my older brother, my, my sister, like, there was this genuine like moment that he had the last phone Cause I never got to talk to him on the phone again after that. Yeah. It was this moment where he just shed this like moment into his heart. And then he was like, okay, well, yeah, no, nah, this, this is too sappy and emotional. And he like hangs up the phone. Cause you know, he doesn't know how to display emotion.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it was like this, like of a moment where he, I just saw his heart. And like the Holy spirit just spoke to me and was like, he's just a man that did his best that he knew how to do. And he messed up along the way. But at the end of the day, he was profoundly proud and loved you guys very much. And it was like this, like this relief. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that that phone call was Thursday, Saturday, he passed away. It was that moment of, that, and that goes back to the nearness with Jesus. Not saying I have a perfect perfect relationship with Jesus because I'm a jacked up dude that just found the water before all y'all a little, I mean, not her, she's sort of, whatever. Long story short is being near to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can speak in those moments that would speak life into into the person, right? Had I not followed Jesus, been near to Christ, I wouldn't have had the revelation of that, which gave grace in my heart to honor my dad. I mean, I almost took the shovel from the guy putting his urn in the ground and saying like, no, let me do this. Like, this is my dad. I'm going to honor him even into death. Right. And, but then shortly after that, I lost my shiz in the car realizing like, dude, grief is so weird. It's like this multifaceted, ridiculous diamond that you think you're on the one side and it's like, okay, I'm getting through this. And it's like, you get kicked in the junk and you're like right back in square one processing grief, you know, but I have to tell you off the camera, what my brother did to the pastor. Um, that was an experience. So oh. after on the break or whatever, before we record again, cause there's a lot of expletive deleted in there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was something, but.
1: Grief is, a funny thing.
2: grief is a very fickle, ridiculous beast. And it never looks the same twice. Like. So for someone who doesn't know Jesus.
1: That can look really messy. That can
2: be very, very muddy water. You know, and I know people who don't know Jesus who handle grief very well. And through that process comes to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And we've known people who who have a relationship with Christ that not handling grief at all.
2: Yeah. And then going the opposite way where they. So slide away and they choose yeah. to not honor and live for god because of they can't wrap their head around the magnitude of the loss you know what i mean but let's take a break before it cuts us off
0: right come back and do another like 10 minutes or so
2: yes love you okay yep recording, recording in progress,
0: in progress. wow so we are on a time
2: crunch uh today so my my beautiful luscious adoring Ooh, wife apps. will be here uh next week for part two of the she admitted propaganda. to it and yeah. i
0: am the witness
2: yep it was she tried to do it off air remember. she did it off air and she won't remember this time
0: so now mm-hmm. you can just say i remember i remember so I now w- remember. you can so now we'll just tell you to listen to this next week
1: exactly i'll listen <laughs> to it for next week and then i'll be ready and i'll remember it's not kind of like I that remember. like what, I was that, what was that movie like Fifty First first dates or something like that oh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just
0: Every replay. time you fell asleep, <laughs> yep, that'd be miserable,
2: but yeah, like... guys, whoever's struggling with any sort of grief right now, dude, reach out to us, you know, godgunsandfamilypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at godgunsandfamilypodcast. Reach out to us, man. If you Got any questions? Just need someone to talk to? We're here, like, we're available, we're a resource. No one should feel like they're going through grief alone, um, because there are resources available, but you got three people here willing to be a sounding board to listen to talk you through. Cause I mean, all of us collectively yeah. have experienced some, some gnarly loss and grief in our life and we're still here and kicking and, you know, feeling supported in that process is, is crucial too. So
0: yeah. To and everyone goes week. through it in their own way. You yes. know, um, there's, there is, like you said, there's, there are steps to it, but mm-hmm. my grief isn't the same as somebody else's grief yep. and yep. they may experience it longer. It may be shorter or whatever, but like yep. Granger Smith talks about it all the time, everyone. Cause yep. he lost his son, you know? And he's like, yep. everyone's like, Hey, you know how to do this. He's like, you can't compare it. It's like, you know, I may yep. have an idea of what you're going through, but it's different for everybody, yep. you know? 100%. So, um, just keep that in mind. And that's just kind of, how you are going to have to live with it? You know? And then, you know, being, yep. being, you know, being in the church and having people that are in the same faith kind of help out a little bit mm-hmm. yep. or, or a lot 100%. of it.
2: And, uh, like this right here, check out this book. It's called good grief by Granger E Westberg. So far has been phenomenal. Uh, it really helped, uh, you know, um, someone I know go through losing their brother pretty recently. And this really changed how mm-hmm. he saw grief. Um, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, it was just super unexpected, just kind of out of left field. And he took it really, really difficult. But I was given to this, uh, this book by him in the, in the process of grief. So um, check it out. It's called good grief. And next week we'll dive right back into this some more.
1: Yeah. Good yeah. grief.
2: Good <laughs> grief. All right. And it's really not that long, like it's like no, it's very pages. thin.
0: It's like a Goosebumps yeah. book.
2: Dude, it's shorter than a Goosebumps book for <laughs> it real. It's one hundred
0: and twenty pages.
2: Yeah, it's like it, literally a hundred pages. It's like ninety eight. Yeah, that's it. All right, go do some jits now, bro.
0: I am. no gi tonight.
2: Ooh, that's my fave.
1: Although jits is a really great way to work out some of that grief too. Yeah, I'm just saying.
0: Shameless plug yeah. for jitsu. Just saying. Shameless plug for jitsu. Shameless. Community,
2: knowledge, getting out your aggression by just being on the mat in that not knowing where your hands need to be, jiu-jitsu. It takes mm-hmm. your mind onto a particular task, learning a particular technique, being around people. Boom, moving boom. forward. That's it. Till next Namaste. week. Namaste.
0: Namaste. Till next week. Uh,
2: she's going to pray out, though. She Let's likes go.
0: praying. Let's go, Mander.
1: Lord, thank you so much for this time together, God. Lord, I pray for everyone that um, is going to be listening to this that has experienced loss of some kind, that are going through their own grieving process, Lord, that you would comfort their hearts. You say you do. You say that you draw near to the brokenhearted. And I pray, Lord, that you would um, help each person know beyond know that you are there right beside them through this process, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the people that are dealing with people that are um going through this these processes that you would give them grace god Lord, that you would um they would be able to love people the way you have called to love them lord but i thank you for everything that you're doing in and through this podcast i pray lord that the words and the things we learned today would just marinate in our hearts lord so that we can um grow closer to you grow closer to each other god Lord, in jesus name amen
0: amen amen that was, that was, i
1: will remember next week
0: that's a good one.
1: <laughs> that that was a good one. All right, guys. All right,
0: go jitsu. All right, bye bye. Later.